This is CliffCentral.com. Progressive, cultured, and brave. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. The Threaded Exchange with Siabayile. Live on Cliff Central. Yes, the best show on Cliff Central is back. This is Siabayile, live from Johannesburg. And we're talking to the world. And of course, this is a show that is cultured, brave and progressive. And today I've got a very interesting show. I've been seeing a lot of tweets and a lot of talks about the new Black Panther movie. And it started making me think, you know, everyone is excited. Of course, everybody's excited because I mean, black magic, melanin magic. We're seeing all these different cultures. The soundtrack is really amazing. We have South African artists on there. We've got Babes Odumo. We've got Java on there as well. But I have, I've been feeling a bit tense because I'm like, as much as this is a great movie about Africa and Africans, who's actually profiting from it? And on top of that, what does it say about Africa? Are we able to build our stories? Are we able to build African luxury brands? Are we able to make money from who we are as Africans? And I want to explore that idea a bit more. But before I get to that, I've got a song that I want to play. But I don't know. I don't know if... um it's allowed on radio, but it's part of the Black Panther soundtrack, and I hope you enjoy it. Featuring J Rock, and this is Kendrick Lamar. Bitch, I'm on the roll, and I put that on the game. Yeah, miss me with that bullshit. You ain't really wild, you a tourist. I be blacking out with the purest. Hey, miss me with that bullshit. I guess that's what Jacob Zuma is saying right now. But hey, ANC, you want me to leave? Miss me with that bullshit. Smartly, what up? <laughs> hey, what are you doing, Umsholozi, Papa? Yeah, Umsholozi is like, you guys want me to leave? Miss Yo, me with Umsholozi that bullshit, man. Start life. I ain't going nowhere, son. Yes, today, like, I, we just we just landed back from Cape Town. We we almost didn't actually make the show today, <laughs> but um, I thought, you know what. Dory's going to kill me if I don't show up or if I tell her to play like a recording. So I had to show up. So today I was at the airport at like 4.30 in the morning. They delayed our flight, but we jumped on the flight. We drove here. Now we're here. And we arrived like 10 minutes ago. So we made the time. Sorry? We, take, we took some beautiful pictures. On the Get way. closer to the mic, brother. Why I'm are you so nervous? We took nervous? some beautiful pictures. Yeah. On the road. I'm sure we have a couple of tickets waiting for us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And this, this past week, weekend, we were in Cape Town for SMNs Week, and there were various African designers that were showcasing. We've got Tokyo James. Um, we had, um, good, 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 that showcase. We've got Two Bob, that showcase. Oh, was and fire. it was Bob such was a, fire. it was such a crazy time because also around, you know, SA Fashion Week, there was also Ultra Music Fest. There was also the big excitement about Wakanda, the Black Panther movie. That's hectic, man. And this, and this past weekend, I've just been thinking a lot lately about Africa. You know, this, this Black Panther movie is going to be huge. No one has any doubt about it. Everyone's been talking about it. Everyone's raving about it. Everyone's like, it's going to win an Oscar and whatnot. But I've been thinking, what does it mean for me as a young African? You know, with this movie, knowing that it's owned by Marvel, of course it means that, you know, black people are going to not necessarily profit as much as the white people that own the franchise. But then what does it mean for Africa? Does it mean that once this movie comes out, there's going to be a strong focus on Africa and what we do? Does it mean that as Africans, we're going to start being proud of our cultures? And, you know, are we going to get that gateway to start selling our cultures? Are we going to be able to build African luxury brands? Is this Does this movie define the tipping point of where African luxury and lifestyle is going. And in studio today, I've got Smatle Nila. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, most of you guys see me all the time with Smashle. And Smashle is actually my manager. But besides being my manager, he's actually what he calls himself. He's, he's the builder of African cool. He's worked with brands like Legends Barber, you know, amongst other things that he's done that I can't mention on air. But he studied <laughs> marketing and advertising at AAA school. So he's highly, highly qualified, worked with big Fortune 500 companies. And basically, he, his main thing is about how do I sell African cool. Smashle, right. welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Thank you very much much for having me here how do you feel why do you keep running away from the mic i'm too cool like for the mic you're I'm too sorry. cool for the mic am i good now you're good you're okay good. cool man how do you feel about black panther you're gonna go see the movie oh i'm definitely seeing that movie first of all i'm just, i'm gonna be wearing a special yeah. you understand what i'm saying so when i'm gonna be umpato is gonna be galore yeah i'm gonna make sure that i'm in front of the line singing shosholoza my man can Take I ask something very pen. interesting, actually? This is part of my, my research. How did you hear about the movie, or when did you first hear about Black Panther, or even see Black Panther? Look, bro, um, I found out about Black Panther, or, or Black Panther. Panther. Or Panther. Oh, yeah, it's long, sometimes, guys. So I found out about it on Black Twitter, Twitter actually. Yeah. It was a few months ago. A few months ago. Yeah. And I, was, first, I first saw um, Black Panther in Civil War. Mm. Um, the Iron Man movie. No, no, no. It was um Captain America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That featured the I Iron Man. I thought you were talking about when did I find out about the mo- the independent movie coming out, not as a collective of oh of everything else. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, you'd yeah. seen the I've, black. I've, you've yeah. seen the black I've panther. Seen, I've seen the black panther. Okay, cool. Now let's get into the crux of this. Um, what we're discussing today. Yeah. Does Africa have the ability to produce African luxury brands that Africans want to buy? Yes and no. Why elaborate? I'll say yes because we have the we have the source for it. We have the juice for it. We have the creative um ability for it. Um we have the we have the hunger for it. Um I get a sense that not just in South Africa around Africa there's this whole awakening about being proud of one's culture whether it be in East Africa, North Africa, Southern Africa. Um there's a lot of people who are in the forefront of popular culture. Who, who are making sure that they live out their culture on the platforms that are on. There's more and more people like that. You know what I mean? So that's the part of the yes. And we have people who build, who continuously build brands, who build products, who put out art. You know what I'm saying? The no part comes in, um, in, in, in the part of we don't have the proper necessary infrastructure. To sustain, for instance, when a brand starts out or a product is started out, and there's a whole big buzz about it, right? That co- that company or that product or that owner of that product, or that artist is gonna have to scale, right? So you can no longer produce whatever you were producing at the back of your house or your room or a small factory. Now you you need a huge machine to put this thing out. This is just the product itself or the art itself or, or whatever it may be that you are putting out. That's besides talking marketing. That's yeah. besides talking distribution. Just producing that one garment. Let's say you were uh, Emma Closer, for instance. Yeah. I'm sure he had nightmares about finding the right people to make sure that once he's come up with a design, show them how to produce the, um, with the sample, finding the perfect people in terms of quality, time, and location to produce that here in South Africa. He probably does now, you understand? But it, it probably took him a while to find it because if you think about it, in manufacturing, where is, where is South African manufa- manufacturing? Yeah. The Chinese are wiping us out. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But can I ask you something? I mean, I want to take the, 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 this topic beyond fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. it also includes like things like, you know, why aren't we building our own Mercedes in Africa? Again. You know, why yeah. aren't we, why aren't we building all these other things, hotels that yeah. go across the yeah. world, you know, you know, foods that yeah. go across the world. So I just want to get into it. Do you, is it, is it an infrastructure thing that's, that's hindering us? It's partly that, like I said, like it's partly yeah. infrastructure. Also, when I'm talking infrastructure, it's not only infrastructure in terms of, um, a production infrastructure, like a financial infrastructure. Can you imagine for, for a person, let's say for a person like a black kid, Who's dope at producing, let's say, um, whatever it may be, uh, is musically inclined or is a painter. You understand what I'm saying? Where do you go as a black South African kid to say, I need funding because I, I have a business model here that works. People want my, my work. Now, how do I leverage my art into a business? You understand what I'm saying? And when you yeah. go to most of these institutions for funding, bro, Sheesh, man. Like, where are you saying a kid from Soweto must get collateral, for instance? Like, yeah. He, he is the collateral, Baba. Yeah. <laughs> I was, for me, what was interesting this past weekend, so I was talking to a friend of mine on, on, on WhatsApp. Um, his name is Brian. Mm. So Brian hits me up and he's like, yo, I just came back th- from the Makosa store. What the fuck? So I'm like, what do you mean, what the fuck? He's like, uh, I went to the Makosa store and they want to sell me a Makosa net for 7K. Yeah. And then he's like, I thought I would buy this brand, but I'm no longer going to buy it. So I say to him, but yo, you are the same person who spent 30K on Gucci. Yeah. But then you yeah. don't want to spend it on my Kosa, yeah. which could be the better quality. Yes. So where am I missing the line here? And then he's like, nah, it's too expensive. Nah, like, bro. It's, it's a mental shift. Eh? So why, why do you think that there's that sort of shift? Where do you think, why do we think that? Because we, we spent 30k on Gucci and we we're able to justify spending 30k on Gucci or whatever a luxury brand yeah. there is. But then at the same time, my cost is still much cheaper. Still, still much cheaper. Yeah. In terms of luxury, still much cheaper. High quality, South African made, knitwear. One and of we, our own. One of our own. But every single day we sort of drag my cost for not, you know, dropping the prices. And it's like, but he's trying to build his own African luxury brand that he can sell to the world. Independent. So why is it that we're in the space where we, we want to spend more money on European brands and Western brands than actually our own brands. Because we've been taught and told that they are better. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. So it's what? The same, it's the same, um, it's, the, it's the same fundamental point of departure where movie producers, right? They, they are, they want to tell a South African story. They want to do a movie about Nelson Mandela, about Winnie, about Brenda, whoever. Their first inclination is to get an American actor. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're going to be like, yo, we need ticket sales. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they know the conditioning of our people. That yeah. our, our mind, this thing is deep-rooted. We always think what could belongs you say, to us Could you also say better. then another, like, I mean, I hear from the consumer mindset that, I mean, a consumer is brainwashed to think European, everything is better. I mean, we open magazines. Any, Even a proud East African magazine. Dude, you, they you spend see, money to teach you that. What yeah, do you mean? You see, <laughs> Burberry. No, that. of course. I did that. I worked for ad agencies for how long? Yeah. No, I certainly agree. I but that. then <laughs> do you think maybe also designers are failing to communicate effectively to the consumer? I wouldn't blame designers necessarily. Or the creator. You, you it's broader you, than design. Again, yeah. again, dude, you have to understand you know what you know. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? You know what you know, you don't know what you don't know. You're doing the, they're doing the best with the, with the means they have at, at the point where they, where, where they at. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're not expecting somebody to fully comprehend what um, brand communication is. They know how to, 
put out a great product. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So there needs to be a system where you are doing this, you are producing this product. Once you've produced this product and you've been able to scale it from A to B, yes. to take it to C, I need this element of communication. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To, to better uh, uh, um, communicate to consumers about the product. And just yeah. bra- just the bare minimums of of brand awareness, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? But now to tell that guy that yo look, dude, you have to go to an ad agency or you have to go to like bro to put an ad on GQ and fun. Do you understand what that means, bro? Financially for a guy who's yeah. who's working from his pocket who does not have funding. But don't you think we've surpassed the magazine era now, where I, social media exactly. things like starting a blog for yes. your brand, Twitter, yes. Instagram? But like, how much time must I spend on the blog? They busy doing the work. You have to be, remember these guys are not people who have staff of like twenty people or twenty five yeah. people. You understand? So yeah. they're making sure that they lean, they run a lean team to maximize on what they get out of the product. Yeah, but I'm saying, of course, I mean, when I started with Matrim and I was running everything alone, but everything I've built, I've built online. So what I'm saying is that how did that for go for you mentally? Sorry? How did that go for you? It was fine. Were you not stressed out running everything? Not necessarily because I was still new in the industry at the time and there was no expectation. I just did whatever I felt like it. So what I'm saying is, for example... And do you feel like you scaled it to where it should be by now? Not necessarily. Not yet. Okay. But I'm still working my way there. But I'm saying is... Brand wise, the brand is built, the followership is there. Yeah, so I'm able strong, to yeah, yeah. transfer that into sales. But what I'm trying to say is, for example, like right now, let's say, like being Ulatuma or Matosa, I mean, he's the obvious example because he's like, he's <laughs> we're like, like really on no, this dude. Let's find somebody else. No, no, no. We're not, I think he's doing really great, but I'm thinking he's the only prime example we can use because it's the yeah, only yeah, South yeah. African luxury brand that's like gone global in that scale. Yeah, but there's another homie coming. He's got his own Glenn Fiddich, but yeah. I don't want to. But so what I want I'm trying what I'm trying to say for example I've been on the Matcosta website and I've seen it I think it's dope it's beautiful but then yeah. I'm like okay cool where's the content mm. so to sh- to showcase that journey of design to showcase that journey mm. of artistry I mean if you go on the Gucci website there's the Gucci Atelier we can actually see how the clothing is made and mm. the quality mm. and mm. whatnot so do you think when it comes to our brands we're failing to communicate that. Let's take out the money. Let's take out the resource. Now I'm talking just creating content. I mean, taking even your sure, phone, bro. even taking your phone just to create content. Cause like, that's why there's all these kids in America that are starting their own brands. Look at Ian Connor. He has his own shoe brand. Yeah. And literally dude, like he runs, he shoots everything on his phone, but he trends on social media mm, all the time. Mm, mm. So for me, it's like, is there, is there, is there a sense of we, we are not trying to push it to that level or are we not? Using social media enough What do you think it is Because I still think can, There's a space I don't think it's For us or. to be I think it's, it's a combination of, of, of a couple of things It, it could be it, it could be that too But also You have to think Like In the geographical area That you're in, in um, The knowledge base Of how I can scale A brand like that You understand what I'm saying Yeah So for instance you, you, You're a specialist at that At social media Other people are not So they want to trade safely yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So there's, 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 there's risk, risk factor too. Because once you, once you do something right on social media, we all love you. Once you do something wrong on social media, we all hate you immediately. Yeah. Especially with black Twitter. You, we judge much harsher if you're a black kid trying to do something right. So I think sometimes it may also come from the fact that, you know what? I'm trying to tread safely here. Yeah. You know, cause at any given moment it could be the silliest of things. Um, I know I sound like I'm defending a, <laughs> a lot of these guys, but, I don't want to blame them necessarily. I just want to say that we could be better. 
also the, 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 the being better probably would come from collaborating. If you know somebody who's a specialist in that, how can they get involved in what I'm doing where there's a cross-pollination of our speciality? Yeah. How do I come together with a Siabeile? How do I come together with a Makosa? How do I come together with a Sash? You understand? And cross-pollinate and say, look, this is what you need to do with this. I'm, I specialize in this because I'm able to grow this to this. And we, we sit on the table understand? and we build each other together. But then again, that would require us to be in a space where we, we, we are united. Yeah. And then let's talk another thing. I mean, one of the biggest influences overseas that makes brands like Off-White Pop or, yeah, yeah. you know, these young up-and-coming brands become big is the celebrity culture that side that yeah, supports yeah, yeah, young yeah, African yeah. designers. Yeah, yeah. In South Africa... I feel though, as celebrities, we abuse our designers. We abuse our own brands. We never say, it's very seldom to find a celebrity that says, okay, cool. I'm actually going to spend 10K on my clothes because I believe it's the best. Designers approach, like our approach to celebrities is always to say, yo, um, how about you lend me this clothing? I'll wear it. I'll shoot it. I'll give it to me for free. Why do you think that is as well? I mean, if you look at all our celebrity spectrum, there's a few celebrities that actually wear local designers or mm. support local designers. So why do you think that's, that, that still is there? Or why do you think there isn't a synergy? Because consistently I'm always surrounded by designers who are complaining about celebrities wanting to use them and even stylists using their stuff, but it never transfers into sales. It never transfers into the blo- the brand blowing up. And have you seen how when they wear these Gucci's or Louis Vuitton's, how they punt those brands? Exactly. Do they do that with our? With our people With our local design They don't bro And sometimes I wonder Why Why do these designers Still care Is it maybe because They try like, is, is it maybe because If Bonang them. posts Oh I'm wearing YSL Is she hoping that like bro. YSL will see the post And miraculously Somehow They'll be like Oh be our brand ambassador But Maybe be, it's a money Making thing but for also, them But also Also to be honest Sometimes These brands Do pay I know that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes they do pay for, for posts and stuff like that. So, but a, a celebrity is not going to say, yo, they pay me to do X, Y, and Z. You understand? They're not going to detail those, those type of things. They may detail to the design, the designer, the local designer say, dude, I can't afford that. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Then you'll be like, yo, okay, I'll rock it, but don't expect more from me than that, which yeah. I think is messed up, which I think is bullshit. Because if you're building entertainment and luxury and style and fashion, they go together. They're the same. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't, Want to leverage this person's product and designs, and not want them to to to, to benefit from your p- platform to shine. Yeah. And then the next thing, somebody pops, and then you want to be the guy. Oh, I gave him an opportunity. Yeah, which is a mess, you Definitely. know. So I really think sometimes designers, especially if you're on 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 social media platforms, bro, forget these people. You understand? Yeah. Forget them. Go directly uh, to your you consumer. Think, do you think things will change now? I mean, looking at like whole, the whole thing about Black Panther and being proud of African, do you think now South African celebrities or even African celebrities will stop being more, more proud of showcasing the culture and then also collaborating with, with local designers? I think so, man. I think there's a greater awakening, awakening of Africanism, uh, of being proud, bro. There is that. We have challenges, of course. We have, and, and, but I, I really believe it's going to come from the youngins. You know what the I mean? The youngins. Yeah, man, youngins. We're fresh. We're in Joburg now, not in Cape Town. Okay. So, yeah, I think it's going to come from there. But to, to, to defend, um, not to brush every celebrity with the same brush, there are people who are pushing that culture, who are pushing our products. I love what Black Coffee does whenever he has a big-time American or European guest in South Africa. The first thing he does, he takes them to the people whose art he loves. 
Yeah, like Casper, like he did it Swiss beats. You understand what I'm saying? Casper, yeah. He makes sure they see where where the fresh art is at, where the fresh garments are at. You understand what I'm saying? And from the outside looking in, it seems as if it's coming from a good place. He's trying to say, I have this platform, let me open it. While I have this platform, let me bust it wide open. Yeah. You understand? He's, it's, it's almost like he's, the, we sent him into the promised land. He's the spy and he's like, yo, come through, my feet. Let's, must get in. Yeah. And that's what, what, that's what we need. You understand? Because the more people you put on, Right, the more chances if there's a if there's a time where you may fall off, more people who can pick you up and hold you up. Wow! Because if you're alone, bro. Yeah. Every every lone ranger dies in the woods, bro. Damn, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think, guys, please join in on the discussion. Um, I know you're watching the ANC NEC um um press conference to see whether Zuma stays. I'll tell you now, Zuma's leaving. So tune in Don't with tell us. How you know to. Um, tune in <laughs> with us. Problems. Are you exposing that I know that no, Zuma's no, no, leaving no, no. now? Let's just leave that. <laughs> so guys, please um, tune in, engage with us. Um, our WhatsApp number is 0797482090. We're also on Twitter at Threaded Exchange. We're also on cliffcentral.com on Twitter as well. Um, we're going to come back and debate some more on the other side of this. This is Cliff Central, the Threaded Exchange, live from Johannesburg at the Cliff Central Studios. Yes, I'm back from Cape Town. If you saw my Instagram that I was in Cape Town, I jetted it. I jetted here, not in my own private jet, in a commercial airplane. But I'll be getting to the jet life pretty soon. But today we're talking about can Africa build luxury brands? Can we make money from luxury brands? And most importantly, can Africans actually support our own luxury brands? Are we able as Africa to get to a point where we have African brands that are as big as Dolce & Gabbana, big as BMW, big as Nike? Are we able to build that kind of future? And I'm joined today by Musbahle Nila. Um, who is here just giving me some of his own insights because he's like a brand marketing genius and he specializes in selling African cool. Smartly. Yeah, yeah. We're still here, man. Now let's talk about, we can all sit here and, and discuss, yes, as Africa, we have all this value. We're starting to wake up to selling our own, you know, talents and, and packaging yeah. our own stories and selling it to the world. But how do we protect that? Mm. So, for example, I look at the Black Panther scenario, for example. I mean, guys, I'm just sharing my thoughts. Don't attack me. But I look at the Black Panther scenario. I see black actors, black directors. You know, the soundtrack is black people. But at the end of the day, Marvel is white-owned. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, the people that are going to make the billions yeah, yeah. are going to be the white people. Of course. So, what would have 
we as black people have gained from that? We moved the needle. You you don't have total change over a night, over yeah. a year, over a decade. But you need to keep consistently moving the needle. With this movie, we're going to prove that we are commercially viable. We're going to prove that a blockbuster movie that's led by a, a black actor and and, and black um, supporting actors, yeah. black directors, can actually sell in the billions. You understand? That in itself is a paradigm shift, but not don't just you in think, Hollywood. Don't you think so that I'm moves just the needle forward advocate. for us? So don't you think now that it's going to showcase that black people can actually sell blockbuster movies, yeah. then won't it make it more or won't it become more of an appropriation thing where white directors are now going to sit and say, you know what, we could actually make money. Of black course people. it's going to do that. So where then is that? Where then does the truth from black people who own the work come from? Because as we know, all these studios are white owned. Yeah. Right. You, Bro, you don't, you don't, you don't grow the, the roses without the weeds. You understand? Yeah, but uh, as they grow, they grow together, and you have to weed it out. You understand? So wherever there is a winning formula, you will have people who want to tap into that winning formula. You understand? So it's going to be our responsibility as consumers, as creators, as actors, as as directors, and all of that to be to make sure that we we stay true. Yeah, and we don't allow ourselves to to move into a position where we are swayed by. What we think is just beneficial for us, what is beneficial for our people to move our culture forward, to move the black story forward. Black or Africanism in the African diaspora has been on a march for centuries, bro. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So there was never going to be a situation where the powers that be happen to be white. They just give over the keys to the kingdom. Yeah. You understand? We have to incrementally take our share. You understand? Yeah. But then, so let's talk about like, like as different types of creatives. Now, yeah. You know, we want to all represent Africa, tell our stories, right? So yeah. if I'm a blogger, sorry, that's always the reference I use because it's close to home. But I mean, if I'm a blogger and I've got a brand like a shoe brand, you mm-hmm. know, that can see my story and, and, and approaches me and says, yo, man, we love your style. We want to give you a free pair of shoes and you must mold them on your Instagram page, you know. What do I do? Do I say yes to the shoes? Do I say no? You say yes, here's my fee. But then now that, because this is what creators are facing on a daily, then they'll be like, no, listen, we want to build a long-term relationship. No, I stop my clients we, right we, there. We, we don't have the they budget. They have, I know they have the budget. What are they yeah. talking about? No, but I mean, Galo, I'll be on the other side of the I table. know, but what I'm trying to, I'm speaking <laughs> from, no, I'm speaking from the perspective of those who are listening at home. That's what know? I'm telling them now. They you have know? the budget. But then if now. But so, be realistic, obviously. Yeah. So how, but that's what I'm saying. So how do you find that balance of, because that's how most brands approach these talents. Mm-hmm. So some of the fe- the biggest fear about, you know, representing what you're representing and not want to give away its values that sometimes you like, you can sit there in six months and say every single brand that has approached me to build a relationship, whether it be Nike, whether it be so-and-so, you know, they've offered to give me, you know, to build that relation, that bridge to, or that opportunity to move the needle. And I've sort of just turned it down because... You know, they need to pay me. Mm. How do you, how do you balance it out? How do you know building a relationship here is worth it? How do you just give me a realistic okay, cool. idea of how so, these guys can gauge those waters? So the first thing I, I always start with, I start with money, bro. Yeah. Like I don't leave it till the conversation's down the line because now we've wasted our time. 
I need to find out, do you have a budget for this? This is what my fee is for X work coming out of me or for a corroboration. Beyond that, when there's that pushback from the brand, you have to sit there and, and, and really think about it. Think about, so these people, the reason that they came to you, there's something of value. There's something that you have that they don't have that they need for their brand. Besides money, what do they have that you don't have that you need for your brand? You understand what I'm saying? So it can't be that thing so, of I'm giving you exposure only okay. because you're worth my brand. No. You understand what I'm saying? But I mean, some guys do need exposure because yeah, I could no, be sitting no. there with a thousand followers and I'm like, okay, it's Adidas. They're offering to put me on their Instagram page. It's going to grow my following to at least 10K. Then, bro, then for you at a, a thousand. No, I'm just asking. I'm paying them. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But I'm saying then for you at a thousand K to grow to 10,000 from an Adidas what collaboration on Instagram. If that's where at the point you are at, the crux of the value that you're looking for, then you must be able to live without with the fact that they're not going to pay you money. Plus, they're not going to pay somebody with a, a, a thousand followers money anyway. That's, yeah. that's what I did. <laughs> do know. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but what I'm saying is always start by uh, be comfortable around talking money. Yeah. Be at home talking money. A lot of people get so uncomfortable around money. That's why they get rolled over and messed over. I almost cursed here. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It's because they're uncomfortable talking money. They're uncomfortable calling out what their value is. So get comfortable around that. And it, it doesn't mean immediately all these brands will pay you out like it's nothing. But you'll start being in conversations. And once you are in these conversations, you'll start knowing how to control those conversations. Once you've had one conversation, two conversations, three conversations with brands, you already know where they're leaning towards. You know how to posture your conversations. You know what I'm saying? But beyond the money, you have to look at what is the most urgent need for your brand in terms of branding, awareness, and sales. And what can they provide to your brand besides just Instagram? Yeah. Is there an opportunity where, to work together beyond just a company? Where is that boundary then? I mean, I hear you saying that you made a comment. Um, you said that anyways, Adidas wouldn't pay anybody that's earned, that has a thousand followers. Yeah, because it doesn't give them enough penetration. So can I ask, whoa, penetration. But can no, I ask, man. Okay, but can I, but can I ask, where is <laughs> that balance? Because I mean, there's people who have 200,000 followers, but they brand value or when I look at them, I'm like, this person's not doing anything new or anything exciting. Then there'll be someone who has 5,000 followers who I'm like, yo, this person's actually doing some real, sh- some real shit and I want to pay them to something for money. So don't you think that brands focusing so much on followership sometimes can lose value? Even if it's getting penetration, but it's not the kind of penetration that will penetrate. Will penetrate. Because <laughs> think about it, like if Bang Man has 200,000 followers is posting, we can see that, oh, this person's being paid. Cool. We like the picture. She looks great or he looks great, but it's not going to transfer sales. But if, for example, there's a Travis Tierman who has less followers, but oh, I can see there's a story, there's art direction, there's a, you know what I'm saying? There's more of a package deal. How, how you showed that's going to translate into sales. There's nothing definite. Yeah. But it's a better bet when but somebody do you, has, uh, But, but my with, thing is though Do you think followers always triumph quality of content? No And that was not what I was saying That's what I'm asking So, yeah, where, no, so what I'm trying that. to say is Where is that balance? It's a gamble either way bro Advertising is a gamble either way You understand? But I need to take, the, I need to take my highest chances ratio You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So when I'm looking at someone who's at 1,000 And I'm looking at someone who's 200,000 Right? And I do work with them Yeah The chances of more people being aware of the work that we're doing together and the chances of 
translating that into sales and the chances of um, follower loyalty to that person and the work that they do are much higher than the person with 5,000. Okay. You understand what so, I'm saying? So, so there's, a, there's a balance. So of then as a marketer, if I'm listening to this show right now as a marketer and I'm doing a campaign, I'm, I'm looking at, okay, these And that's people, not the only thing. People um, have, it's just the aspect that we're talking about now. So okay. there's so many other things that you judge by. So what are those other things? There we go. So I, another I wanna, thing is, is the thing understand. that you're talking about. Does is their brand synergy with the work that this person is doing? Is this is it going to be believable? You understand okay. what I'm saying? It's like for instance, let me give you an example using you. How many campaigns in the short space of time that I've been around that I've turned away? And you're like, bro, do you understand where I'm at right 40, now? Forty thousand <laughs> and higher numbers are counting. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But. And then I've detailed to you why, why, where will it hinder us in the in the long term and in the short term? Because is work is you doing um, a campaign, for instance, for let's say uh, I'm a, I'm a keep keep chips. Yeah. Does that make sense for your brand positioning? It doesn't. No, not at all. And then all the other brands that are looking to do work with you because they can see how they can leverage a relationship with you because the synergy between you being uh, an exclusive brand You being uh, A quality producer Of content Then they were like Yo We're gonna be standing Next to I'm gonna keep, keep chips What's going on I'm just using that As an example You understand yeah. There's so many other factors When it comes to Yes um, a Followership How many numbers Does he have The quality of work The brand synergy And then Beyond that the interaction of his followers with him. When you post something, how many people like, how many people comment, how many people converse with you on that platform? You understand? So it's deeper than just the number of people who follow you. Yeah. But then, so now, so the, the one end, we're looking at the talent. Yes. But then on the other hand, I want to look at the marketing guys. So if there's someone in marketing who's listening to us right now yeah. and they want to choose the best people to work for their brands, what is the criteria for them? First of all, the they, they partial point is always about the brand. This thing of artists thinking, yo, when a brand is out there working with people, like, why do you work with those people? They don't do great creative work or, well, I know they, look, bro, listen, the brand is looking out for themselves. You looking out for yourself. You find great BMs and, and MMs, like a brand, oh, sorry, brand managers and marketing managers who, who go beyond the, the just, okay, what's our campaign? What's our target market? What, what's our strategy? But at the end of the day, this is a business for a brand. They have set targets. They have a campaign that they're putting out. You know, they have a, a particular target market. They have a goal that they're shooting for. So when a, when an artist comes comes through, they have to meet the brand halfway. You can't expect just to put up creative work because it's creative work. What is the goal at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Okay, cool. Okay, but I, what I want to pick your brain on, I want to play another track. But what I want to um, pick your brain on is I want to know, can you actually give us a guide on how does someone build a brand? There's designers at home right now. There's personalities. There's radio jockeys. There's even people in the industry who have a lot of followers and have all these things, but they're not getting endorsements. Mm. You know, they're not being yeah, invited bro. to events. No one cares about who they are. We're like, oh, we've seen you on Generations, but <laughs> that's great. So people, a lot of the time, people always ask me about how to build a brand. And I'm always feeling like uh, as much as I've built my brand, I'm still underqualified. And you having built so many brands, I think you can give us a nice guideline on how guys can do that. Guys, please join in on our debate. It's all seven nine seven four eight two zero nine zero. I'm Sia Bilo, and this is the Thread Exchange. I never claim to be a saint at all. Or Russian tripping with hollow tips in a collision of cough. Ain't that sure? 
No, solo ho. Kept it clean, riding dirty, jury would've gave me 30. Herbie love bugging out. Hit the target blindfolded. Electoral college devoted. To hit the score, to rate the score, that's not a metaphor. Raging against the machinery. Taping up the scenery. You gotta keep the peace to keep the peace. Got done. Squad up and mop the block up for a cleaning fee. I don't need you to change. I don't need you to change. I don't need you to change. Yo, can you, Baba? Only the fit to survive. Kuta Uzuma <laughs> is not fit. Can you imagine? Kuhevi. Jacob Zuma is the first president in the history of democratic South Africa to actually be recalled by the ANC. Uh, nope. Sorry? No. Tabo. Tabo wasn't recalled. Tabo was res- resigned. He was offered. Tabo he was, was recalled by the party and he resigned. No, he was never recalled. Wasn't he, no, it was there's three. There's three steps. There's, there's three steps. You get, the ANC tells you, listen, we don't want you as our, leader, as our leader anymore. You have three options. It's either you resign, it's either we recall you, you face impeachment. Tabo Mbeki chose to resign. He resigned. He handed in a letter of ex- resignation. Yes. Tabo Mbeki, um, um, Jacob Zuma is being recalled because he's refusing to resign. No, bro, listen. <laughs> so you're slightly wrong here. So when you get recalled by the party, right, um, it, it is the ANC. It's basically the Tuli House telling you, yo, bro, you need to step down. Right. So once you, you, what you're talking about, once you refuse to resign, so it's the same. They follow the same principle with, with Tabu. Well, just quicker because Tabu was a gentleman. But he you also understand? resigned. Tabu was like, yeah, "Yo, but, you but, want me but to step down?" What you're down? talking about now, you're talking about there's there's two things you're talking about here. There's Parliament, there's the ANC. So now that he's refused to resign, what the ANC could do is either a no confidence um, a vote or impeachment. Right, so it impeachment got- is as a result of no vote of confidence. The same thing. They so what happened is let's open the step. So what happened is is that the NC can't have two centers of power, right? So the centers of power. Yeah, right and now, it's not about that really, but continue. But yeah, it, there's two centers of <laughs> wait, but wait, let me let me finish. There's two centers of power. The most Sarah Maposa, there's Jacob Zuma. Now one Zuma of the, has no power now. The, yes, but he still is the president, yeah. whether they like it or not. But now what the problem the ANC has, what Lutuli House has, that the Lutuli House has a new leader, meaning that according to ANC, they don't want Jacob Zuma as a leader. But also the other problem is that Jacob Zuma is going road, rogue, meaning that as he's deployed by the ANC yes. to be the president, meaning that he has to also serve the interests of the ANC. And the policies. And the policies, yes. which Jacob Zuma hasn't done. Like we heard in a meeting that we had nah, this past weekend, that, that one of the biggest things that he would arrive and be like, yo, um, this is my new ministers, without even consulting the <laughs> ANC. So now what but has happened... doing that for a while. So though. what happened now is before Sona, the full Sona, all the other parties were like, yo... We want this guy to leave. We want to f- him to face impeachment. Yeah. Which ANC can't have that. So ANC then, the NEC was like, listen, you need to step down. And he said no. It's bro. either you step down by resigning. And which, he said, which, so, so Also, <laughs> resigning means you also, you resign as a president. It means you get to keep your benefits. You get to... Zuma has taken his benefits. He ain't resigning. Yeah, you be, get to have your... your you're not, you, you get to say your farewell speech. And yo, everyone bro, looks bro, at you like you're a hero. But when you get recalled, it means you didn't want to leave, Smiley. It I'm means actually, they had to... Pull you from the walls out. 
Let's leave this. But I'm happy. The NC is, guys, it's actually official. So the NC is now, Esma Gashule there is speaking right now and he's saying they're recalling Jacob Zuma. He has until tomorrow to no, respond. No, he's saying they're still interacting with him. No, I checked now on Twitter. They're recalling him. Oh. Yeah, they still really? are interacting. still a transition period, yes, but they've recalled oh him. Goodness. And that period has to take, that, when you recall a prison, it takes, a, it takes time because he has to respond and all those things. But anyways, let's get back to, what is what we're talking about? Yeah. How does one build a brand? So let me paint a scenario that I see almost every single day or I encounter. Mm. I'm a radio presenter. People follow me because they listen to me every morning. I've got 200,000 followers, but I'm not getting endorsements. I'm not being invited to I'm events. I'm talking about a personal brand now. i about a personal brand now. I'm not being invited to events. I see Abo Siabeil on social media have less followers than I do, but they're popping. Fashion weeks, they're doing all these things that are nice out in the world, but I'm mm-hmm. here having more followers. Getting and invited by Balmain. Yeah, so how mm-hmm. does one actually, Comfort. how does one begin to build what is called a brand? And what is a brand? Can a person be a brand? Yeah, a person can be a brand. Um, it's much more challenging, um, using the analogy of a person, but it's a good analogy anyway. Even if you're building a product, a service, or it's just your personal brand. The number one thing, uh, thing i think is be consistent right <clears throat> you may not um, appeal to the fashion market but there's somewhere where you appeal if you have 200 followers trust me you are getting invited to some event maybe not the ones you want <laughs> you understand what i'm saying but you number one thing that you need to build a brand is consistency Okay, so number one, so let's do it. How many points? How many points are we doing? We're doing five, ten points, five points? Let's, let, let's, let's just do five. Five. Three. So point number one, consistency. But, but this consistency covers a lot of things. It's a okay, multiple points. Okay, so break it, it down first. What so does consistency look like? You need to be, to have a consistent voice, right? Okay. So you need to think of a brand, whether it's a product or service, as a person. They, that person must have a consistent tone of speech. You have to have consistency of messaging to your consumer, to your target market, right? You need to have a consistency of positioning, how we view you. Yeah. You understand? What, who, if you're a person, who do you hang out with? Who do you sit next to? If you're a cognac, do you sit next to... Um, I other, don't want to name... I don't want to name... Other luxury others. brands are on the same level. Level, or do you sit next to a... Nick a nine rand fifty can of beer? Yeah. You understand? Is there, is could that I, where we would catch Could I me then further say that point number one, being consistent, a big part of consistency is being yourself and being yes. honest to your voice. Honest so, to yourself, honest to consumers, honest to your environment. So, cause most of the time people think once they become brands, they need to then change and be fake. No, what made you, know, you bro? Let Stick me to grow what made into you. a brand instead of Stick let me grow what, more into myself. Have you seen, give me, let me give you an example. Have you seen Black Coffee playing internationally? Yeah, yes. but that man is consistent. He will still play. That he's got that African sauce no matter where he was at Ultra in Cape Town. I was Do you know the sound of Ultra and then you listen to the sound of black coffee? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah, you were on stage with him actually. So when you listen to black coffee, bro, and he's at Ultra, his sound is so consistent, but they eat it up. Mm. If you didn't know black coffee, you'd be like, yo, but this is like a, it's a juxtaposition of sound. It's so yeah. different. So number one, consistency. Yeah. Perfect example, black coffee, consistency in his sound wherever he is in yes. the world. Consistency in, in his tone and how he okay. communicates. No, even when black is going, bah, he's consistent with the humility. You understand what I'm saying? Number two. The point number two. Cause now that was point yeah. number one, be consistent. So Look, point number two. The overarching it. thing here, you, you're missing my, my point. The overarching thing with all of this is 
is the consistent consistency of brand positioning, consistency of quality, consistency of tone, consistency of who you communicate to. Yeah. Make sure you stay true to that story. Yeah. Can I saying? propose the other points? Propose go. Don't sell yourself short. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah, but we need to break it down for people listening at home. <laughs> okay. We can't keep saying consistency. We need to actually make it literal so they okay, understand. Cool. So the second part is don't sell yourself short. So when you get those 1,000 rand gigs or 2,000 or you're being sold or you're being given merchandise, turn that down. And that live build, through the pain. That builds a, a brand. Yeah, people live just, through the pain, bro. Yeah. It's going to be painful turning away money, but if it's money that's going to hinder your brand going forward, Yes. You understand? The consistency of the quality of work and the messaging, the positioning, then rather don't do that. Don't sacrifice making a hundred thousand to take eight thousand. Yeah. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But then how do you get to the point where you are getting those eight hundred thousand rand gigs? You again you don't want me to use that word, but you consistently put out quality work. You consistency find avenues of leveraging brand partnerships. For instance, it's not going to be immediate that you get a hundred thousand rand gig. You understand what I'm saying? But the more you're in front of these brands and you're in these spaces and in these conversations, don't only look at this as a money situation. Yeah. You understand? Yes, I'm not saying always be like, yo, you know what? Exposure, exposure. No. When they talk to you, you don't have to say yes on the table. Get away from that and say, okay, the, clearly they already, before they came to me, they see how it works for them. How can I use this for myself? Yeah. What other doors can they open for me? You yeah. understand? So that I can grow my platform, I can grow my followership, and I can grow the quality of work that I put out. Okay. Point number three that I will say, because I'm also a stylist, I will say that people don't know how to package they themselves. Mm-hmm. Jesus, people can't package themselves. Like, who is this? Is it Gigi? No, it's not Gigi Lemayne. Is it Gigi Lemayne? The one who left Ambitious Records? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. Is it Gigi? It's Gigi. She just yeah, left. Gigi Lemayne. I, I think she's so stunning. I think she's so beautiful. I think her music rocks. But when I meet her, I'm like, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. it's, I don't see the brand, but like, but, you see but Nadia I, Nakai, for example, mm-hmm. who I don't think is lyrically as strong as Gigi LeMay. No, Gigi but she, will body her. But she's a better brand. So Nadia ends up making more money because she's a better brand. But, but again, it's about the team that's around you. It's about also the, the, the label that you are at because it ca- actually came out. She was on one of these radio stations and in the interview, she actually did reveal that, look, the image that I was putting out, the brand position that I was putting out, I didn't go with that i didn't decide that the yeah. label made me that they were trying to turn me into a bad bad and that's not and that's not consistent with her bars so there yeah. wasn't consistency there between what we're hearing and what we're seeing yeah you understand what I'm so saying? i think number three if you want to be a brand watch hype we have to read stuff very quickly the point that i have number four i think you touched on it make sure you have the right team that you work with yeah i've seen so many stars fade over a team i look at babes or Dumo, not to say her team is not great but she gets nominated gets all these beautiful opportunities to do all these great things but then her team lets her down and please say, leave her president alone they'll be like ish we couldn't book your flights i mean <laughs> come on like I feel like people who do more literally was our Beyonce, and now we seeing. Um, but I'm seeing cracks. Her, but yeah. I'm seeing the cracks in her brand because I feel like she's not surrounded by a mm. really great team. That and hopefully they can they they can. Man, I was so hopeful when, when, when uh, African Star came on board, bro. I was like, yes, because Farah yeah. doesn't play games, boy. But yeah. But it, then it didn't. Ish. So watch who you work with. Number yeah. five. What is Farah? I love you. What is number five? I don't know. One of five. What is number five? 
Just keep working, man. Like try also nothing. Basics. Ne- never allow people to box you. I think that's another thing. If you look at people that have lost it in the industry for a long time, there are people that have progressed through different mediums. I look at, for example, Slicker was on Squad Cam. Now Slicker Slick online. I look at people like you know, you know, yeah. Terry Petto being an actress, but now she runs a whole production company that she pushes behind the scenes. She also does. And endorsements and all those type of things. So always look at other different opportunities. Yeah. You know, so that's it for today's show, guys. That's a oh, one on one on branding and owning your Africanism and owning your story. I am Sia Bide. This is the Thread Exchange and, um, Uspatle Nila, who was with me today, joining me and telling me about he causes his stuff stacks. Do punch yourself. Yeah. What do you mean, bro? You're saying, yeah, yeah, quickly. We have to go. Yeah, man. You can find me on Twitter. Um, I underscore. A M stacks, I am stacks, I underscore M stacks. Same thing on Instagram, I underscore A M stacks, I am stacks. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. This is CliffCentral.com.